Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, and analysts consumer access.org, number 330. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 16. This week, I interviewed Danielle Kay, an actor living in New York City, who is a co-host of Past Your Bedtime podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Danielle Kay. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're here in the Big Apple. (laughs) So you have been living in New York for how long? Let's see. I've lived here for... uh... Wow, seven years. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you love it? I love it now. (laughs) Here, it takes a little while. You have to find your right apartment, your right friends, the right job. Yeah. And I mean, there's like this saying that you can't, very rarely will you have all three things in New York City, as in a significant other, an apartment, and a job. Yeah, that seems like the trifecta that, that just will never happen. Well, yeah. Somehow in, it happens. In this city, but it does. Yeah. It does. So tell me about like what you do for a living. Okay, so I'm an actor, a producer, and I'm also a host on a podcast. Yeah, so I've listened past your bedtime. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. How did that get started? So it was conceived one night, uh, a cold, cold winter night, um, uh, at the end of last year. Um, my dear friend, Andrea Belke, um, had this idea to do a podcast. She'd wanted to do one for a really long time. She had been inspired by a few other podcasts, mm-hmm. and a lot of them that she found really stuck with her and touched her were ones that were consisting of mostly females, like, you know, female mm-hmm. hosts or so on and so forth. So she was like, that's something that I want to do. And we were talking one night, and she was like, do you want to host a podcast with me? 
It's like, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, it's funny because it was really serendipitous because I had wanted to do a podcast for a while and I was like planning on going out to LA and doing a podcast with someone out there. And then that like fell through and this kind of just like came into my life literally not, not long after that literally fell through in LA. That's so cool. Things have a funny way of working out. They do. They do. That's so fun. So the podcast really, it's, it feels like you're at a sleepover with your friends. That's awesome. That's that's what it feels like listening to it. That is so cool. You're actually not the first person who's told me that too. Yeah. And maybe it's because the picture of the podcast (laughs) is like the three of you in pajamas, um, (laughs) like hanging out and it says past your bedtime. But I, I don't know. That's the feeling I get from it, and I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love hearing that feedback because that was kind of like the the concept was, you know, that we wanted it to feel like you were kind of in a throwback situation, something that was nostalgic and made you made you feel good, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, sleepovers were fun, and I guess we just kind of wanted to tap into that uh, as adults. Yeah, so Danielle and I are friends from back in high school, and we used to have sleepovers. Oh my god, we did! All the time! Um, <laughs> we worked at a day camp together, and Danielle would like stay over at my house because I lived a little closer, and uh, we would drive then in the morning. I think it's so funny that that, yeah, we, <laughs> we had a lot of really interesting moments and, you know, and even after camp, you know, we yeah. stayed in touch and had some really interesting memories, too. But, yeah, I I love – I think I love that about the Jewish community of Minnesota. Yeah, that you shout just, out Minnesota Jews. <laughs> you can't get away from each other. Nope, really can't. <laughs> like, you, honestly, you can't, though. Like, like I you just, think you can, and then something comes up, and you run no, into someone. and We're everywhere. I know. <laughs> there's a song we used to sing. It was like, wherever you go, wherever there's always wherever someone Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> never alone when you say you're a Jew. So when you're not home, when you're somewhere kind of newish, the odds are don't look far because they're Jewish too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, it's so funny. So on your podcast, you've had a couple reality stars. Yes, we have had a few reality stars. Who's your favorite? Um. Okay, so, wow, Uh, let's see, we've had, honestly, (laughs) it's really hard to say, Uh, they're all so (laughs) great, you know, um, Tom Sandoval had some really interesting, you know, very, like, I I was really impressed by his, like, wealth of knowledge, Um, just as an individual, he, it seems like he has so many, like, um, diverse interests. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Sokolowski also mm-hmm. really great. Like I loved having a really strong young woman as a guest, and that is her. You know, I think I think most people who go through Survivor are very strong individuals. Oh my in god, general. I cannot even yeah. imagine. Yeah, it's like my nightmare. Yeah, and I mean, shout out to Alexis Michelle because she is. A queen. Like, we had so much fun with Alexis. And I think I I actually, we were talking about how Alexis can be our drag queen mom and, you know, like, and have us do drag, like, together. Like, like she would help us do drag, like, be drag yeah. kings. I've always wanted to dress in drag as a drag king, so this is, like, perfect. Well, I was telling you on um, Vanderpump Rules last season, all of the guys and one girl, Ariana, went in drag for Tom Schwartz's uh, bachelor party, <laughs> and and that was pretty epic and awesome. So great. Yeah, it's it's so I mean, fun. they really transformed. Yeah, 
I think it's how exciting to to be able to be someone else for a night or something. Yeah, you know, the like, alter ego. Yeah, I do you love ever that. do that? Do you ever give out a wrong name? <laughs> it's funny you say that because in college, I remember I had a friend who, when we went out to bars, we would make like a pact to use like a different accent and a different name. And if any of you have ever asked me what that name is, I know you're dying to know. <laughs> but my my go to name, like. My whole life, my fake name, go-to, Angela. Angela. I don't know and why. it's so believable. It's just like, yeah, hi, I'm Angela, you know? I, I used Mare. <laughs> Mare? Yeah, and people would be like, oh, like Meredith? And I'd be like, <laughs> no, Mare as in America. <laughs> <laughs> my parents really loved freedom. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> See if people bought it. <laughs> So Danielle and I just watched an episode of Real Housewives of New York, which yeah. she does not watch routinely, but she does live in the Big Apple. Yeah. And watching uh, it again was like a, a nice return. I, I had watched in the past. again. Yeah. Welcome home. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, these ladies, they're so familiar. They're always there for you. That's what I feel like about the housewives. Yeah. Like, you can go on a lot of different journeys, but you always come back to the housewives. Seriously. They're Bravo's bread and butter. I love it. And I, I know people love the shows. And mm-hmm. I see why, because they're all so... They're such characters. They're so funny. You don't who, have to. You, you don't have to write these people. Those your like who gave you the most laughs? Oh gosh, I think it was a tie between. Okay, so Bethany made me laugh really hard when I know. when She's she was so like, funny, but the outfit. Yes, when she was like, "What the fuck are you wearing? What the fuck are you wearing? What the fuck are you wearing?" You know, and then she's like, "What the fuck am I wearing?" Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. But I will say, for some reason, it's um um oh who's the the. The one with the black dress. Ramona. Ramona. Okay, so Ramona. She's just funny to me. I think she's funny and doesn't realize she's funny. Yeah, she's not trying to be no. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Bethany's always trying to be funny. <laughs> and there's something about like them swearing too that is so authentically New York that I feel like if it's done in another show, yeah. it does seem trashy. But for some reason, when like they're swearing in the show in New York, it's like, yeah, this is this is how New York is. Like they're yeah. tougher, their their fashion's a little bit edgier. Mm-hmm. I think they failed on their fashion tonight, which was what was so funny. So <laughs> they they go to this seated dinner party at a home in the Hamptons, and I have no idea, but they all like messed up their outfits. I yeah, mean, Carol was wearing a like painted bodysuit that looked like she had tattoos a all tattoo over. Body suit. Tattoo yeah. bodysuit. Yeah. Bethany's like weird sweater. Um, you know, it looked like there was some sort of exotic bird living on, you know, Luan's <laughs> shoulder. And, um, and then Sonia was wearing this like green sequin thing. And and then, you know, Bethany goes, well, she looks like half a whore, but she's better than the rest of us. <laughs> it, yeah, there was a lot of shade thrown for the a outfits. A lot of shade for the outfits. Yeah. But I think they all laughed at their own outfits. Maybe. I think yeah, so. Yeah, actually, Yes. They don't take themselves so seriously. Well, that's the thing here. Like, I've noticed, okay, so I feel like here people express themselves for sure through their – everyone around the world expresses themselves through their clothing. But here I think people like to break the rules a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like – and I think, like, like these women just wearing these outrageous things was, like, a perfect example of that where they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to wear this. It's bold. It's It might be considered ugly. Who knows? It might be completely inappropriate for this event, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wear it. You I'm going to do me. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very, they're all quite ballsy in their, yeah. in their choices. Um, <laughs> but the main theme of this episode was this fight between Sonia and Dorinda about the pain of, of losing a husband. And one of them had lost a husband due to divorce, um, which may or may not have happened due to her cheating on him. Um, and Dorinda lost a husband due to divorce and, you know, is on cordial terms with him. They share a daughter uh, who's now an adult herself, but she, her second husband died early from, from liver disease. And she talks about him a lot, Richard. And she gets very offended when Sonia mentions her marriage and the loss of her marriage being like a death. Because she's like, only death is death. And and I I feel very strongly about this. It's like, I normally don't care about these housewives' fights. For me, normally, it's just like entertaining to watch. And I want to see them get along more and have fun and laugh and whatever. And when they yell, it's also funny. But I felt very strongly siding with Dorinda. Hmm. You know, okay. So here's the thing. So as someone like you who has also lost someone, you know, quickly, tragically, it's, it's, yeah, death is, uh, death is one of life's traumas that I don't think are comparable to other things, Mm -hmm. right? And I do think on that same sort of token, it's sort of like, I think that a divorce or the loss of someone, I mean, Bethany says, she says something, she says, you know, losing someone who you know is still walking the earth is torture. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with that. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, and here's why. I think that there was definitely a person in my life at one point who, you know, for one reason or another, for a lot of reasons, it didn't end up working out. But to this day, there's a part of me that grieves mm-hmm. for that and for him. And he's still alive, you know, thank God. Like, he's still alive and he's walking the earth. And I I must say that um, to hear Bethany say that that's a form of torture really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know that I'm playing devil's advocate here as much as I am playing Switzerland. Because I, I, uh, I, no, I, 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 I can saying. see both. I can. I think with Bethany's situation with how her marriage ended – really is torture. Mm. You know, I don't think she wanted her marriage to end. I don't think she did anything really to make her mm. marriage end. Mm-hmm. But with Sonia, and I don't know what's true or what's not, but it sounds like everyone knows that she had been uh, unfaithful to her husband wow. and routinely just not not that great in her marriage. And oh, so yeah. To, to, not that it's not sad when it ends, but when you're contributing to the end of it, yeah. it's almost like maybe you wanted it to end. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Why would you do things that you knew well, see, could... That's something I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. And I... No, you know what? I, that's what I feel like the difference is. Mm-hmm. I feel like a divorce is very, very tough. Um, and, you know, it's no one's always, like, fault, per se. Yeah. But it sounds like she had kind of... I think her husband was much older than her, and I think she had started going around with younger guys in the south of France. That was what oh, they wow. were talking about sort of okay. on the last episode and so the beginning this was of this not, episode. It's not like she had her heart broken. I mean, she did, apparently, but all the rumors are like... You know, oh, well, how much heed can we give these rumors? Everyone, so when, in this episode in the beginning, when Dorinda is talking to Luann, it was like, well, you know, she was like fooling around in the south of France. And Luann goes, I know, I know. 
Oh, wow. So I feel like everyone everyone knows. knows. Yeah. And her yeah. husband was a very famous man, is a famous man, um, you know, from J.P. Morgan. Okay. She's Sonia Morgan. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> yeah, I wow. think she really misses that lifestyle almost more than the man, which is when Bethany said she always keeps talking about her lifestyle mm, that she had. She misses mm-hmm. having that townhouse and, you mm-hmm. know, her family all together and all of her things. And I think that that is different. That's different. Than That's missing, really different. Than missing your partner. That's really different. And the thing is, I didn't know, I really know very little about Bethany Frankel's personal life. Like, I have, all I know really is about, like, she invented, like, Skinny Girl Margarita or something, mm-hmm. like, which is a huge thing. So, but I don't know stuff about her personal life. But from what it sounds like if you have to lose a person through a breakup or or a divorce and you didn't want to lose that person Mm -hmm. I think that does feel like a death. that does feel like a death Yeah. yeah it feels like a death I for years I I I found one of I found this breakup in particular very very traumatizing probably the first actual real trauma of like my 20s, I think, yeah. <laughs> at first, because there were a few. There were a few. There were a yeah. few. Just didn't stop afterward. So, yeah, uh, it was traumatic. I was depressed for a really long time. It felt like I went through stages of mourning. And I, I think that there are similarities to death, but then at the same time, these women were but the primary not- caregivers to their husbands huh. in their final days. And I think there is nothing that compares yeah. to that, to having a sick spouse yeah. that you then watch take their final breath. I just feel like it's kind of like apples and oranges. They're both yeah. fruit. Look, they're both fruit. Mm-hmm. They're both traumatic, right? Yeah. But they are apples and oranges because it's death versus divorce. It's yeah. just not the same. It's it's interesting and it's interesting to see where people fall on this within the housewives mm-hmm. and how and I think everyone realizes that the situation that Dorinda had was so sad and mm-hmm. so awful that she had this wonderful person taken from her. Yeah. And and she's trying to share things about him to keep his memory alive. Yeah, I thought that was interesting how, you know, I think they started harping on her for mentioning him a lot. I mean, they started yeah. harping on Dorinda for yeah, mentioning her Yeah, it was more Bethany husband. harping on her a little bit. I just think all of that in general, regardless of who it was coming from on that show, it seemed a bit insensitive um, because a lot of times people deal with death by talking about the person. Yeah. It, it helps a lot of people. I talk about my mom all the time. I've talked about my dad a significant amount since his death. It's, it's not, you know. It's a way to keep, like, memories alive. And usually it's just, yeah. oh, my mom always said this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, when this happened, she was laughing so hard. And, yeah. you know, stories, it's not. But how she just said, oh, Richard was bald. You know, she just, <laughs> like, you, you kind of just go and you call on them, you I, know. As if- I'll say stuff, yeah. I'll say I'll say stuff. Just the other day I mentioned my dad, um... I think it was over a DM message exchange on Instagram, and I was saying something like, uh, something about how my dad had really strong opinions. Oh, right. Oh, my God. This is perfect for this episode. So my friend and I were complaining about New York, and she was like, oh, New York sucks. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, New York, shitty. That was my dad's nickname for it. <laughs> you know, we just, like, laughed about that for a second. Um, but I think that's that's the thing when people pass away – doesn't mean they're they're not relevant anymore. Right. You know. So for New York shitty, <laughs> I know the city is amazing, but it sounds like people need an escape. And so mm-hmm. in this episode, they all escape to the Hamptons. <laughs> Does everyone escape to the Hamptons? What is this Hamptons thing that I keep hearing about? I think, I think if you know people, you 
escape to the Hamptons. Personally, I don't think of it as an escape because it's just it's just an extension of elitism that in the city. Yeah. It's all New York City people. It feels yeah, like. like for me that wouldn't be an escape. Like right. I just Okay. Yeah. But so yeah, like have for, their home for people who in are well connected. Okay. Yeah, well connected people who want to see and be seen. Yeah, they go to the Hamptons. Yeah. So I went for a wedding um last oh. summer and it was fun, but it was it was unusual to me that it I didn't think anything was open very late Mm -hmm. or particularly, like, a party scene. So I was like, where are you seen? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, where are you seen at that you – Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what restaurants, what beaches? Like, it's just so confusing to me. And I think a lot of people throw these house parties in the Hamptons. Yeah. That's what it sort of sounds like. And then – That is what it is. And then there's the show Summer House, which mm-hmm. is about a bunch of people from New York City in their early 30s that uh, share a house in the Hamptons for the summer and behave as if they are 19. Okay, that sounds like torture to me. It does. Like, that actually sounds like a nightmare. Well, because you – I just – group why would I? Why would I fun, ever – I think really fun on vacations where everyone's on the same page, but – I would hate to be in a group of people that wanted to act a certain way. Like, they'd drink. Like, that's their only method of partying and having fun. Yeah. And it's excessive. And they, I don't know, they, they like, are all still into really, like, hooking up with strangers and new people. And I don't know. I guess I still watch the show, but it's mm-hmm. not I, – I prefer watching – if I'm going to watch people my own age, I prefer Vanderpump Rules. Why would I ever want to be 19 again? Like, honestly. Like, but why, they're not. They, but that's what – but, like, why would I want to emulate that? Like, I, why would I want to hang out with people who are behaving as if they're 19? I know. They, Sounds like, awful. they chug drinks. Like we did in college. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> like, no, that's just not – that's not who I am anymore. I, I know. I, I kind of do appreciate getting older. I feel like now the things that I enjoyed uh, – maybe that's why I like the housewives so much. I identify <laughs> with women in their 50s. <laughs> I don't know. I just look back on like, okay, so I told you I'm rewatching the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. I look back on all of that behavior, which is not that far away from what I did at Wisconsin for like my undergrad. Like really, it's not – that different. It's just, it's maybe a little bit of less gym tan laundry. Guys are maybe not as jacked, but like other than that, you know, okay. Oh yeah. And like people didn't get into physical fights that much, but it's, you know, it's you know, but yeah, it's, but yeah, <laughs> but it, it was like, I look back on it and I was like, what is wrong with people between the age of 18 to 28? Like seriously, like what is wrong with people? Like we drink too much. We ruin our bodies. We, we, we go and we try to constantly just get laid. Like that's just not, I get it, but it's also like, that's not what life is about. It's not what life should be about. Life should be about other things besides drinking and having sex. Yeah. I mean, I'd prefer staying in on a rainy night reading a book, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like I realized at one point, I don't know what age I was. It was probably in my late twenties where I have a friend, Stephanie, who said, you know, my hangovers are so bad now that I'm considering actually drinking less. <laughs> <laughs> and we realize it's not the same. And, you know. Um, well, you know, I don't, I don't drink. Feel, yeah. And I don't yeah. feel the need to be seen anymore. It's just a different, you know, I used to go to Vegas with friends and it was so fun back then. And I love a couple nights out dancing. Um, we're going to do karaoke tonight in Woo-hoo, Koreatown. It's going to be great. But, yeah, it's a bit different. I, I feel like you get a bit older. 
older and what you find fun is sometimes just relaxing on a beach with friends or going on a walk. You know, Central Park here is gorgeous or I'm getting a puppy soon, like playing with a dog, you know. <laughs> it's not, um, you know, about seeing and be seen and um, this party culture. Depending on who you are, yes. Yes, that's true. I, I think that there's a type of person who like, you know – ages into their 30s and continues into their 40s and still has a 22-year-old mentality. Jackson Shep come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's, uh, it's very interesting watching people on reality TV who are in there, who started maybe in their 20s or early 30s and are now at the age where maybe people might get married or have kids. And it's interesting on Southern Charm watching Cameron um, – you don't watch the show, but there's a woman who is married. Her husband isn't on the show. He's a doctor. Um, and so he's like, nope, <laughs> no filming for me. And they got married off the show. She had a baby. They show her, I think, um, pregnant on the show. But it's just interesting to see where she is in her life versus where some of the other people are and how do they, you know. And then on uh, Vanderpump Rules, there's a couple who are married and they're talking about children, mm. you know, and it's like, well, will the sh- what will the show be like? What will their lives be like? They both work at bars, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that lifestyle would change a bit. Um, yeah. So I think it's just interesting watching because a lot of the housewives are at the point where they're past the point where they've had children if they were going to. And so it's just a different part of their lives and they're actually reawakening. Yeah, but I think I think it's so different though, like if you need kids to get you out of a lifestyle versus you get out of a lifestyle on your own volition. True. Like True. I feel like I got out of my twenty something debauchery without having children. Without yeah. have without having to have children yeah. to do that. You know, and I think like some people like if they never have kids, they're never just gonna like get out of that phase. But even, like, for the people who get out of that phase, like, you know, maybe they still want to be in that phase and they mm-hmm. just can't because they're breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things from this week was the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Hmm. And um, what they talked about was how the show showcased women in their 40s and 50s, but I think particularly 40s, ha- like, trying new things hmm. or um, – bringing careers back or starting careers Mm. they hadn't done. So, like, Mm -hmm. Erica Jane is now a pop star. Um, She started becoming a pop star in her 40s. She wrote a book. Hmm. You know, another woman, Dorit, used to be a swimwear. She designed swimwear, and then she launched a new line, like, after having kids. Um, You've got uh, Kyle Richards, who – uh, started a TV show and produced American Woman, which I think is coming to our TV soon. We'll definitely keep everyone posted. And it's on her childhood that she had growing up with her mom and her famous sisters. And they were on like Little House in the Prairie and in a bunch oh, wow. of TV shows. And she just had this very interesting lifestyle growing up. And to bring that back and to bring her mom had passed and to bring her mom's memory back, a lot of it is based on like the 70s and what was it like growing up as a famous uh, family and famous young person in the 70s. And they're mm-hmm. all, and just talking about how they're all starting these careers, and they're like, is 40, is 50, is that the new 30, is that the new 20? You know, and everyone kind of agreed. Like, and it's really nice to be able to watch, I think, women do things. You think like there's only a certain 
set time or window in which you can engage in certain things or try yeah. new things. And they're pushing that limit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fantastic. It's what Andy Cohen was saying. Like, they're getting a lot of women saying, wow, you know. Yeah. I feel like I can try something. I know it's crazy. You watch The Housewives, but it, it is no, inspiring. No, but, like, you, if you think about it, you can have a kid now at 50, and this is why. If you freeze your eggs and you have a surrogate, you can have a kid. You could technically have a kid in your 50s, in your 60s, whatever you want to do. I'm just saying, like, there's no – even the biological window now is it's, being challenged. It's shifted, yeah. Well, it's being challenged by technology. But, yeah, I think that whole idea of, like, launching your career before you're 25 just isn't a reality for people, mm-hmm. for most people. Um, if your career launches by 25, you are a lucky individual, um, you know, who things fell into place for and you worked very hard for, I assume. But th- that doesn't happen for most people. Most people have a meandering, adventuresome, you know, career. Uh, yeah. Type, different types of careers within a lifespan. Um, and that's great. I kind of I like that notion better than the idea that you have to do your first job for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, yeah. No, and I, <laughs> I think there's never, like, a perfect job. I yeah. think it's just you're always changing. You know, my mom always joked how she got a degree in botany and mm-hmm. horticulture and then later became a social worker. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know, you just kind of go with it. Like, you go where life takes you. You go where life takes you. That's exactly it. I'm glad I never moved to L.A. because – I wouldn't be doing the podcast that I'm doing right now. And it's so amazing. So (laughs) before we go, will you put a plug for yourself? Where can we find you on social media? So um, first of all, you can follow our podcast at Past Your Bedtime Podcast. And uh, my handle is It's Danielle K. It's Danielle K. And you're on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. And that's only, that's my only social media. Your only social media platform. Exactly. Well, good for you for uh, keeping it focused on one. I can't seem to... (laughs) To do that. I'm trying to get into Instagram. I'm trying. I'm trying. I should get into Twitter, but Twitter really, I'm very daunted by the Twitter world. I'm obsessed with Twitter. It's bad. It's it's, not healthy. I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I think it would, like, consume me, but, yeah. Well, once I get a puppy, then I'm pretty sure Instagram Instagram. will be be my place. For sure. You'll love it. But yeah, um, you can find me at It's Danielle K. And, um, you know, our podcast you can find on iTunes, Past Your Bedtime. Um, You can also click the link is in my bio on my Instagram profile. So hopefully you guys can check it out. Yeah, I can post it when I post this. That would be great. Awesome. Thank you (laughs) so much. Thank you so much. This was so great. I love catching up with you. It's so fun. (laughs) It's just like having a conversation with the microphone. (laughs) I will see you all, talk to you all later. And we're going to go out and do some karaoke. Yeah, we are. so that concludes this week's episode of is this real life thank you so much for joining please be sure to subscribe on either itunes or soundcloud and follow on social media at itrl underscore podcast see you next week Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh?
I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.